Now, with that said, let's read from this portion of God's Word, a book that we consider to be inerrant, infallible. We consider it the very mind of God is black words on a white page. And they read like this, beginning at verse 35. As he drew near to Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave great praise to God. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, this word, this endures forever. Guys, this man that I just read you about, in fact, in Mark's account, Mark gives him a name. Uh, he names him Bartimaeus. Now, you probably have heard that name before, blind Bartimaeus. Well, but Luke doesn't give us the name, but Mark does. But this Bartimaeus fellow has two problems, two big problems. Number one, he's blind. Number two, he's poor. And that combination, folks can lead to hopelessness. I can't see, so I can't work, so I'm poor, so I have to beg. Hopelessness. <laughs> well, it's not that anybody in this room could relate to this guy. I mean, uh, everybody here and pretty much everybody we know has both of those. That is, that we, uh, we, we can all see, and uh, we're not poor. We don't beg. So what in the world does a story like this have to do with us? I mean, can we walk away from it and say, well, you know, what you see on display here is a demonstration of the power of God, and um, that's it. Next story, what, what, what's next? Well, gang, um, this story does show you the power of the Lord Jesus to heal, yes. But if that's all you walk away with from this story, you missed a whole lot. In fact, I would say to you that the, the power of Jesus Christ on display is secondary to other issues, or the issue, I think, that's in this story. And you are not going to benefit much from this story until you read yourself into this story. Well, how do we do that? Well, let me see if I can help. Guys, the New Testament, or maybe I should say the four Gospels, the four accounts of Jesus' life, 
are full of stories like this. Um, there's numerous stories that have at least this much in common with this story. That is the hopelessness of the situation. For instance, Jesus deals with lepers. You remember what lepers were, you know, he couldn't, couldn't have any, couldn't be with people. He had to walk down the street saying, unclean, unclean. What a life. Hopeless. He dealt with demoniacs. Oh my. They chained this guy to a rock. And uh, he would pull out of the rock and cause everybody all kinds of uh, discomfort. A hopeless situation. He dealt with paralytics. Remember, they took the roof back, laid, lowered this guy down because, you know, he can't even get to the door and he couldn't walk through it if, there was, uh, if he could have gotten in the door. A hopeless situation. And then, of course, Bartimaeus, blind guy, beggar. Sits on the side of the road in Jericho, asks people to feed him. Guys, all of those stories that you find in the New Testament are designed to communicate a message. Yeah, there's certain insights that you can get about who Jesus is and what he did, but we, we, we kind of know that. But all of these stories that describe these helpless situations are designed to communicate a message. And the message has to do with the condition, our spiritual condition, prior to us ever having met the Savior. That is, the blindness you see here, no, let me put it like this, the physical condition of this man in his blindness and his poverty is an apt illustration of an unregenerate condition that is the condition before I came to faith in Christ um, the leper that's me the demoniac oh that's me oh the paralytic mm -hmm, me the uh, the blind man who has the best no resources no vision I am in a hopeless condition now guys, let me, let me make this more confusing. Um, this is out of um, Matthew 13. Jesus has just spoken the parable of the four soils, and he says to his 12, he says, this is why I speak to the crowd in parables. Listen to this. Because seeing They do not see. He, he says something similar just in the positive in verse 16. He says, blessed are your eyes for they see. Wait a minute. What in the world is all of that about? I got eyes. I can see. Well, yeah. You have eyes, but do they see? In stories like this one, ladies and gentlemen, like a, a blind Bartimaeus, what, we, what is being communicated, and, and the, the, the New Testament wants to take you to the place where you understand 
that your condition, though physically not like blind Bartimaeus, spiritually, your condition is much like the combination of all those folks, the paralytic, the demoniac, the, the, the blind guy, and, and the leper. My spiritual condition is such that I can't see and I have no resources to meet the needs that I have. Now you're in the story. Because this story is written to describe all of us, either our past, or maybe even the present. Because spiritual blindness, guys, spiritual blindness is... The nature of spiritual blindness is that it convinces me that I can see when I can't see. It convinces me that my condition is good when my condition is perilous. So, that's the purpose, or at least one of the purposes, of these stories that describe these hopeless situations. It's to bring us to the place where we say, oh, Bartimaeus is an example of what I was before I came to Christ. Or, what I am now, having not yet come to Christ. You got it? Now, um, in this story, it ends up with the blind man seeing. Because, as you can tell, Jesus intervened. So what about this intervention thing? I mean, uh, if this is supposed to illustrate my condition before I came to well, how can this condition of mine change? Well, you'll notice um, in verse 42 that the pivot in this story, the pivot in this man's condition, the pivot in the entire story has to do with the man's faith. See it? Well, where did he get that? He certainly didn't get it from studying God's Word. He's blind. Um, he didn't get it because he witnessed some great miracle Jesus did. Because he couldn't see it. So where did it come from? Where did the faith come from? Well, here's a possibility. And if you will permit me, I will just weave in a bit of sanctified imagination. I hope it's sanctified. <laughs> Do you know the story of John 9? 
Do you know what happened in John 9? There was this man who was born blind. And he runs into, by the way, John 9, this happened in Jerusalem. And um, he runs into Jesus. Jesus makes mud out of spittle, puts it on his eyes, and tells him to go to the pool of Siloam and wash it off. And he has his sight returned. You know that story? Remember, and the, the Pharisees were really upset about, about all this because it was done on the Sabbath. And um, so they call this guy in, this guy who was born blind, who now sees. And so they stand him in front of their, their inquisitors, and they ask him these questions. Well, who did this happen? Where did it happen? What do you say? And so the, the, the man who now sees is trying to answer their questions, rapid-fire questions, and he finally says this. Wait just a minute. I don't know that I can answer everything that you want to know. But this much I know. Once I was blind, but now I see. And that shut him up. Well, that story or that event takes place in Jerusalem. Blind Bartimaeus is in Jericho. About 20 miles, not far from Jerusalem, but 20 miles north of Jericho, uh, Jerusalem. But Israel had never had a healer like this in the land before. And the news of what had taken place in Jerusalem spreads rapidly. There is a buzz in the land. And so Bartimaeus, as he did every day, is sitting by the roadside begging and he hears of this event that took place in Jerusalem. Uh, did you hear about the guy who is, uh, you know, born blind? And, and um, Bartimaeus' ears perk up. And, uh, and blah, 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 healed him. He didn't hear the whole story, but he gets certain parts of this story. That, that there was a blind man, he's blind from birth, and, and, uh, and now he sees. And at that moment, there is a stir, viscerally, in Bartimaeus' soul. And so he, he stops one of those passers-by, and he says, oh, 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 could you... Could you tell me the details of that story that I overheard? So the guy comes over and says, well, there was this guy born blind, and Jesus put mud on his eyes, and he told him to wash in the pool of Siloam, and, and so he did, and then he came back seeing. And uh, what I really love about the story is, is that he shut those blasted Pharisees up. <laughs> that was great. And so now this, this flicker of hope gets fanned into a flame. And so day after day, he sits next on this busy thoroughfare in, in Jericho. And then one day, he hears this commotion. There's a lot of, you know, hubba hubba down there. Not too far off. And, um, and he gets closer to him, and, and he says, uh, What's this commotion all about? And somebody says, um, Jesus of Nazareth is coming this way. And he says, 
Jesus of Nazareth. Isn't that the one that gave sight to the blind man? And, and so the crowd gets closer and he, he yells out, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me. People in the crowd said, I'll pipe down. He's got not, he ain't got time for you. And you know what that means. He immediately piped down, pipes down and begins to mumble to himself, well, I guess he's going to pass me by. No. He yells louder. Jesus of Nazareth, come by here. And then the, the crowd rebukes him. And that doesn't shut him up either. He yells even louder, and I could, but I won't do that to you. Um, he yells louder. Jesus of Nazareth. Have mercy on me. And then before you know it, Bartimaeus stands in the presence of the healer that he can't even see. And that brings me to my favorite part of the story. Jesus says to him, What do you want me to do for you? Son, how do you define your greatest need? What is it that you want more than anything? And he says, I want my sight. And Jesus says, then you can have it. Notice in the story, your faith has made you well. On the heels of faith, come sight. Now, folks, I told you that these stories that are contained, the, the New Testament gives you this plethora of stories, all of them designed to bring you to the place where you recognize that my only hope lies in this Jesus. If I am ever to enjoy sight, if I am ever to experience my needs met, it's going to come through him. I've got to get to him. So ladies and gentlemen, to read these stories about the blind and the leper and the demoniac and the paralytic and to walk away and say, Oh my, doesn't Jesus have great power? You missed it. You missed it. Because all of these stories you see are designed to bring you to the same place 
where you realize that I have eyes, but they don't see. I have needs that I cannot meet. And the only way they will ever be met is through Him. And if it's sight that you want, as a result of faith, sight you will get. If it's forgiveness of sin that you want, a new start, it comes on the heels of placing faith in Jesus Christ. And you'll notice in the text, immediately upon having received his sight, what does he do? He follows him. Because once I realize that this man has given me a new start and a brand new set of eyes, well, I don't know much about him now, but I'm going to know everything I can know about him. I want to be with him. I'm going to follow him to the ends of the earth. So the following becomes an evidence that I now have saving faith in him. So if I have no interest in following this Jesus, it means you're still blind and that you've never seen the needs that you have that only He can meet. So tell me, my dear friend, What would you have Jesus do for you? Just put me down for no interest. You know who says that? The blind. Spiritual blindness is of, is of such a kind that it makes you think you can see and that you have no needs. So what is it that you want Jesus to do for you? So much rides on how you answer that. Our Father, would you do here this morning what you have done in the lives of so many who sit in these pews, that you have granted them eyes to see and ears to hear, that you have caused them to see that the only remedy, the only solution available to their soul's needs, 
to, to having a life that works is to be found in Jesus Christ and in Him only. Father, bring us to the place where our soul cries out and will not be silenced until we have a relationship with you through Christ. Lord God, if you've led people here this morning who came in blind, would you allow them to leave being able to see? To see Jesus Christ in all of his beauty and in all of his saving work, would you allow them to see that, the, 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 that every need of their soul can be met only in one place, at the foot of Jesus' cross? Now, Father, for the rest of us, that in times past you, brought, you have already brought to yourself, we thank you. We thank you that you freely granted us eyes to see and ears to hear. We ask all of this, of course, in Jesus' name. Amen.